the game is over. The New York Jets are the world champions. You play to win the game. He's got it. That's a Jet touchdown. Can't wait. You're listening to the official New York Jets podcast, a Jets 360 production. EA, this is going to be a fun one today. It's mock draft time. Well, you know, just going by our website numbers because you're our mock draft expert here at the Jets, <laughs> NewYorkJets.com, assembling all those articles throughout the offseason leading up to that last weekend of April. Just going by those numbers, this will be our highest trafficked podcast of 2018 because we're going to finally take on a mock draft. We did our quarterback analysis. We had a great series there as we took an in-depth look at Josh Allen and Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. And we also had Jason Locke on Fora on from CBS Sports to help us preview the draft. And we've talked to Matt Miller and Mike McCagnan and Todd Bowles in-house, and the list goes on and on. But one thing we haven't tackled is a mock draft. So this is a first as far as the official Jets podcast is concerned because we are going to do a mock draft for the top ten overall selections. And we got a loaded show when it comes to the people making these picks. Bat and leadoff is going to be Mary Kay Cabot. She will select one and four for the Cleveland Browns. That's the only tease you're going to get, though, from the mock draft because we're playing it close to the vest here. Let's get this baby underway, and let's have David Vega, our big-time producer back there, dial up the land, as they like to say in Cleveland, and bring in Mary Kay Cabot. The official Jets podcast 2018 mock draft is underway. The Cleveland Browns are on the clock, so let's bring in Mary Kay Cabot from Cleveland.com for the Brown selection. Well, you know what? I have to say that this is a very, very tough choice for the Browns, and I think that uh, it's coming right down to the wire for them uh, because there's not one quarterback here that you can say, yes, he is absolutely the best quarterback in this draft. So I think that uh, they wrestled with this a little bit. In the end, I think that, you know, there's a chance that they will go Josh Allen number one overall, which I know will surprise some people. Uh, But I'm going to say Josh Allen just because I think that they have seen, you know, his huge arm, his great size, great mobility, and that they they can see the potential in Josh Allen. What makes you think Josh Allen would be more successful in Cleveland or be the pick there over Sam Darnold? I know you just mentioned his measurables, but do you think he's a guy that would sit a year behind Tyrod Taylor and then maybe take over the reins in 2019? Possibly, or maybe even a little later than that. So, uh, yeah, I think he would be a project because obviously he's working on that footwork and really trying to uh, streamline that and shorten his stride so that his accuracy continues to improve. But I think Sam has a lot of issues like that as well. Sam has a lot of turnover problems that he's got to take care of. He's got fumbling issues. So I think that, you know, a lot of these guys are projects in that way, and anyone that comes into Cleveland will be sitting for probably at least a year behind Tyrod Taylor. Nobody knows the Browns better than Mary Kay Cabot, and we're going to check in with her later on the mock draft because Cleveland owns the number four overall selection. Talk to you soon. Sounds good. 
All right, EA, it's time we make it to the Crosstown Giants selection at number two overall. And we're going to bring in SNY's Ralph Acciano. Ralph, you're on the clock. I am on the clock, and Josh Allen is gone, which puts the Giants in a really, really strange situation because they love Saquon Barkley. I mean, that is their guy that they've been zeroing in on for probably months. He's a dynamic player. He's going to be number one on their board. But you can't overlook the fact that they have a 37-year-old quarterback in Eli Manning and need to set themselves up for the next decade. So if Josh Allen really does go to the Browns number one, I don't think the Giants can pass on Sam Darnold as number two. I think that's going to be their pick. They're not going to leave him for the Jets. They're going to make sure they get him for themselves. All right, Greens, let me tell you something about Ralph Vacchiano's selection here for the Giants. He's been saying since way back when we were in Indianapolis at the Combine that he thought the Giants were going to go quarterback, and in this case, they indeed do go quarterback. Jets fans-wise, who are sitting there watching this draft, Ralph, should they be rooting for a Bradley Chubb or a... Quentin Nelson, or maybe even a Saquon Barkley there at number two. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that the more quarterback choices you have at number three, the better it's going to be. And if Sam Darnold really can get through to number three, which would be stunning, that would be huge for the Jets. I mean, I know that everybody's got their favorite quarterbacks, but you know, this is the guy that for months was thought of as the number one guy, and everybody seemed to agree then we got into the over-analysis, and everybody said, okay, well, there's other guys we like. But I think Darnold is probably the best guy there, and I do think the Jets believe it. And if, if they could get him, I think they would run to the podium if he's available. So, yeah, absolutely. You want to hope that somebody, the Giants take a non-quarterback. It's going to definitely increase the Jets' chances of getting Darnold. And finally, Ralph, uh, what chance is there the Giants move back on Thursday night? Well, I think there's a slim chance. I don't think they want to move back. They believe they can get a great, great player at number two, and they would prefer to stay there. Uh, they certainly won't go back far, not you know any more than like five or six. It would have to be a great offer, an offer they can't refuse. You know, Denver is desperate to get up for a quarterback. Maybe they would say, okay, uh, you know, we'll take your future first round pick and this first round pick and do it. Uh, so I guess it's possible. That, though, would be bad news for the Jets because nobody's jumping up to number two for anything other than a quarterback. That's Ralph Facciano of SNY. We'll be following your draft coverage all weekend. Thanks, Ralph. My pleasure, guys. Thank you. All right, Greens, it is time for the green and white. The Jets are officially on the clock as we bring in Newsday's Bob Glauber. Bob, who... Are the Jets going to take with that third selection? Josh Allen went one to Cleveland. Sam Darnold went two to the Giants. Eric, everyone's saying quarterback, and yes, you need a quarterback, and it's a very important position. But I think, you know, despite the drafting of the two safeties last year, Minka Fitzpatrick out there from Alabama, great player. Nah, just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You better be kidding. (laughs) Let me tell you something, fellas. This, the way this is unfolding right now, I think it really works in the Jets uh, to the Jets' advantage. And and the key was Cleveland. I had written about that yesterday. That you know what they do at number one is really going to impact not only the Jets but the Giants as well. And it clearly gave the Giants in this draft uh, a chance at their quarterback, and they take Sam Darnold. So I am going to go with another Josh. I'm going to go with Josh Rosen of UCLA, who is probably the best pure passer. In this draft, he throws a great pass, and 
He can throw the deep ball. He is a smart guy. I think this guy can handle the New York market, and I think Josh Rosen of UCLA would be and should be the pick right here if, indeed, the draft falls this way. Back in February, Bob said that Josh Rosen will be playing in East Rutherford, New Jersey, come the fall. That is the case here. Bob, how come you chose Josh Rosen over someone like Baker Mayfield? Well, that's the that's the debate there, and I don't dismiss the possibility that the Jets would actually take Mayfield over Rosen. I mean, I think there's there's a possibility that they do that. I think they like Mayfield very much. There's a lot of productivity there. But in terms of you know projecting a guy, how a guy will will do, uh, this guy has got Josh Rosen has it. I mean, he has the size, he has the smarts, and as importantly, he's got the arm. He's also got great footwork. So he's he's probably as polished a quarterback and NFL ready as there is in this year's draft. And I just, I, I just don't see a lot of flaws in this guy's game. You know, you can look at the concussion issue, and there's, there's no doubt. But, you know, Baker Mayfield has had three concussions in his football career, so, I, you know, that, that seems to be overlooked in this whole uh, equation. But uh, just all things being equal, I, I do like a quarterback here, and I, and I do like Josh Rosen, especially if he's available in Cleveland, and the Giants certainly made that possible, at least in this draft. Newsday's Bob Glover makes it one, two, three quarterbacks here in the 2018 official Jets podcast mock draft. Bob, you always are tremendous. You have a great face for radio. <laughs> Thank you very much, and you're absolutely correct. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> See you, Ethan. All right, we're going back to Cleveland now, bringing in Mary Kay Cabot again for the fourth overall selection. Mary Kay, you're on the clock again. You know, number four here with Bradley Chubb available. I'm going to pencil in the best pass rusher in the draft for the Cleveland Browns. I think he would pair nicely with Miles Garrett. Those guys would be two great bookends. They could wreak havoc on opposing quarterbacks. And this would give the Browns the opportunity to not only get what they perceive as the best quarterback in this draft, but also the best edge rusher. Mary Kay, do you think there's a possibility the Browns shop this pick at all? Or do you think... There's a, in all likelihood, they're going to stay there and take one of the elite players in the 2018 draft. With Baker Mayfield still available here, I think their phone will ring off the hook. I think that a lot of teams will have plenty of interest in Baker there. and uh, But I think that because Bradley Chubb is available, and some people even think he's better than Miles Garrett, I think they'll stay there and make the pick. Mary Kay Cabot from Cleveland.com, working double duty for us in the 2018 mock draft. Thank you so much again, Mary Kay. Thank you, guys. All right, let's head out to the Colorado Rockies because the Denver Broncos are now on the clock with the number five overall selection. Let's bring in Andrew Mason from DenverBroncos.com. Gentlemen, how are you? Great. You are on the clock. Quarterbacks went one, two, three, and then we finally had a positional player with Bradley Chubb going to the Browns at four. What will the Broncos do here? Well, looking at the quarterbacks that have gone one, two, and three, there's still one guy who's out there that the Broncos have had meetings with that they coached the senior bowl. So with a fifth pick, the Broncos are going to take Baker Mayfield, quarterback from Oklahoma. Andrew, one is what makes Baker Mayfield a good fit in Denver, especially when you look at the signing of Case Keenum in free agency, and two is do you think this is a potential spot where you could see 
one of the teams trade up. Do you think the Broncos would be willing to trade back if that's the case? Well, I'll start with the, the first one about Baker Mayfield and you know where he fits. They did sign Case Keenum, but if you look at Case Keenum's contract, two years, $36 million, it's similar in terms to the contract that Sam Bradford signed with the Eagles about a month and a half, two months before they picked, or they traded up to pick Carson Wentz. So that Case Keenum contract, while you know it gives them a, someone they know who can start this year, it's certainly not a permanent stamp uh, on making Case Keenum the quarterback. And then the other thing, you look at Case Keenum's style, what sort of offense he, he ran effectively even back at the University of, of Houston. And his skill set and style is similar to that of Baker Mayfield. So if for Mayfield to learn and find his way in the pro game, there are probably few better quarterbacks that he can be around than Case Keenum in terms of style and translating that style to the next level. And yet, the, I'm sure there are going to be trade-down possibilities here and the phone is going to be ringing if there's still one of these four quarterbacks available at number five. But at the same time, you know, the Broncos, with, ba- with Baker Mayfield being there, certainly I think they like what they see in him from coaching him at the Senior Bowl, meeting with him in the Combine, and again having another meeting with him just in the past couple weeks. And also they had a huge contention at Mayfield's Pro Day. John Elway was there. Vance Joseph was there. Gary Kubiak, who's a special advisor in the personnel department now, was there, so they're definitely they've definitely done their homework. I don't think the Broncos would opt to trade down. Andrew, outstanding job. We appreciate you joining us today on the official Jets podcast, Mark Draft 2018. Thanks, guys. It's time we go to America's heartland and bring in Stephen Holder from the Indianapolis Star. All right, so here's the deal: Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, and Baker Mayfield are off the board. The Colts now sit there at number six. Stephen, the floor is yours. Well, I think in this scenario, now it's really tempting with Saquon Barkley still sitting there, but I think really the guy that is best fit for this scenario for for this team is Quentin Nelson out of Notre Dame. It shores up the offensive line, and as much as Barkley is is a unique talent and, and certainly a special talent, uh, the, the Colts, especially you know, with Frank Reich being their new head coach and, and using that Philadelphia offense, I just don't think it's dependent on sort of a, a star running back. It's really a running back by committee sort of approach. And given that and given the needs up front on the offensive line with Andrew Luck's health, Quentin Nelson is really a slam dunk pick for the Colts. Steven, do you think the Colts would like to entertain trade offers? Like you just mentioned, a slam dunk in Nelson. He's a guy most people think has the highest floor in the entire 2018 draft class. With that being said, do you think Chris Ballard and his personnel staff are not hoping for an early run of quarterbacks like we've seen in this mock draft? Well, it depends on what they want. If they want, if they want the extra picks, then then they're hoping the quarterbacks are sitting there because then they'll be able to entertain those trade offers and probably get better offers, right? Because they'll be for quarterbacks. If they are hoping to get one of the elite players, then you're hoping that the quarterbacks come off the board as they have here. Uh, I, I think either scenario is fine for the Colts. I, I don't think there's a bad outcome for them. And, and if there if there is not the kind of run on quarterbacks that we're talking about here. They will absolutely take the phone calls and 
and if there are multiple suitors, then even better, right? So I think the Colts would definitely entertain trades. Uh, they need more picks, and they're trying to stockpile young players. So it's really uh, an option for them, no question about it. Finally, real quickly, what was the reaction in the Midwest of the March 17th deal as the Colts move back three selections in that first round, going from three to six, the Jets move up, and Indy gets a trio of second-rounders in the process? Well, I think initially the the reaction was mixed because people were wondering, well, now we're going to miss out on this guy or that guy, and that's entirely possible. But I do think after everyone digested it and understood or came to understand what the goal was, which is to really stockpile additional picks and get more players to rebuild this roster, I think everyone came or most people came to see it as a pretty good deal. And, again, for where the Colts are, it really helps fast-forward the process for them and really rebuilding the roster with young players. That's Stephen Holder from the Indy Star. Thank you so much for joining us on the official Jets podcast, our 2018 mock draft. All right, let's go down to Tampa, Florida, my former stomping grounds. And we're now joined by a former colleague, Scott Smith, who's been with the Buccaneers for more than two decades. Scott, who are the Bucs going to take with this seventh overall selection? There's a certain skill position player <laughs> on the offensive side of the ball still out there. Let's just say I, I uh, was very pleased when Baker Mayfield became the fourth quarterback off the board. Uh, uh, you know, that's the dream scenario, I think, for the Buccaneers. And since uh, Bradley Chubb and Quentin Nelson, two other players that would be wonderful additions for us, are off the board, this is a pretty easy pick for me. Penn State running back Saquon Barkley. Obviously, Barkley's one of the most talented players in this draft. Many believe he's a generational talent. What would he bring to this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense that already has Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, and Jameis Winston? Yeah, well, they also didn't have a very robust rushing game in the last two years. And Dirk Cutter, our head coach, wants to run the football. If you look at our percentage of runs per play, percentage of plays that are runs for the last three years, it has barely changed at all, even though we had a great running game in 2015 and then not in 16 or 17. I know he wants to run the ball. Uh, he wants to take some pressure off guys like Jameis Winston. And nowadays I think the best kind of running back you can add to your offense is it's probably always been true, is that one that can do it all, and that seems to be the case with Barkley. I mean, he can play all three downs. He might give you the sort of passing game impact that, say, Alvin Kamara did last year for the Saints. And so, uh, you know, I just think the Buccaneers, it's a position of need for the Buccaneers. As much as they like Peyton Barber, it's a position of need, and to have a talent, that talented fall to that spot, I just don't think you could pass that up. Okay, Scott Smith, he grew up a Jets fan, Saquon Barkley, but you say he'll be wearing... The Pewter with the Pirates in 2018. Thank you so much for joining us today on our mock draft. My pleasure, Eric. Thank you. Let's go out to Chicago again. The Bears are now on the clock. Let's bring in Tom Thayer, a Super Bowl champion for the Chicago Bears. Tom, you're on the clock. Well, you know, the biggest need right now for the Chicago Bears going forward with new offensive-minded head coach Matt Nagy is they retained defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. So I think right now the greatest need for the Chicago Bears to succeed is inside linebacker Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith. So you think they'd address the linebacker there maybe as opposed to dropping back in the secondary and picking uh, Minka Fitzpatrick or Denzel Ward. Why would Smith be the guy, you think? 
um, because Adrian Amos is coming off a very fine season. They got Eddie Jackson, a rookie last year, started all 16 games out of Alabama. They re-signed Kyle, Kyle Fuller, Prince of Mukamara, and Marcus Cooper in the defensive backfield, also Bryce Callahan. So I think they have a stable line of defensive backs right now. Their biggest weakness and inefficiency, and again, a Vic Fangio-led defense who is a premier linebacker's coach, is that inside linebacker position. they got Eddie Goldman, a young guy, up at the defensive line at the nose guard position. He could probably help protect him and let a young guy earn his paces in this t style of defense. Well, that is the word from the Windy City. And Tom Thayer, thank you so much for joining us today on our mock draft. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, guys. All right, we're up to number nine on the official Jets podcast mock draft. Let's go out to the West Coast and bring in Larry Kruger, who covers the 49ers for KNBR. Larry, the 49ers are officially on the clock. Who is their pick? You know, I think they're going to go Denzel Ward, the quarterback out of Ohio State. I think there's some surprise that he would still be on the board. Larry, what, what makes you go Denzel Ward over someone like Tremaine Edmonds as a linebacker there, considering the recent news with Reuben Foster? Well, I don't think there's any doubt they're going to need to go linebacker, maybe repeat, maybe more than once in the rest of the draft. But there's some really good players at linebacker that they're going to be able to get later. And the, the top corner is sometimes impactful. I mean, if you look at what, what Lattimore did for the Saints last year, if you can have a, a, a real shutdown corner who can mirror top-tier wide receivers up and down the field, it enables you to do so much defensively, and uh, they really lack this player. Larry, thank you so much for joining us today on our official Jets podcast, Mock Draft, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, EA, let's close up the official Jets podcast, Mock Draft, top 10 edition. Let's keep it in the Bay Area. We're bringing in Scott Bear of the Raiders pick. Scott, you're on the clock. The Oakland Raiders are literally skipping to the podium to bring a card that has defensive back Minka Fitzpatrick's name on it. He comes from the University of Alabama, the same place where new Raiders secondary coach Derek Ansley coached the Crimson Tide over the last couple seasons. And Fitzpatrick is a true do-it-all defensive back that uh, shores up a lot of recent defensive weaknesses, especially covering guys in the slot and dealing with tight ends and running backs working themselves into the pattern. The, o the Oakland Raiders have struggled to try to find long-term stability in their secondary, but Minka Fitzpatrick can add that element to this defense at several different positions. Do you think it's possible on draft weekend, Thursday night, that this actually happens, that we see an early run on quarterbacks? In our case, it was four of the first five picks were signal callers. Where possibly a Mika Fitzpatrick is available for the Raiders. Uh, yeah, and I know the Raiders are, are crossing their fingers for that. That's one of the uh, benefits of having a guy like Derek Carr in the fold because the, the Raiders were in the Jets' position back in 2014. They got their guy, and they love the, these early quarterback runs because what it does is it pushes top talent at other positions down towards them. Now, I could have gone in several different areas because this Raiders defense is Swiss cheese right now, and, and they need an inside linebacker, a guy like Edmonds. They would have gone for Smith. They would have gone for Ward. They need help in all those places, but to have a guy so versatile with such 
quality character and leadership uh, on the back end. That's something that the Raiders sorely need and something they clearly can't pass up. There you have it. Scott Bear taking home the the top 10 mock draft on the official Jets podcast. Scott, thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. All righty. Mock draft 1.0, the only mock draft we'll have on the official Jets podcast. But let's recap it here for a second. The Browns selecting Josh Allen with the first overall selection. The Giants took Sam Darnold. The Jets, Josh Rosen out of UCLA. The Browns, Bradley Chubb, the first position player outside of a quarterback off the board. The Broncos took Baker Mayfield. The Colts took Quentin Nelson. The Buccaneers, Saquon Barkley. The Bears, Roquan Smith. And then the Bay Area in the 49ers and the Raiders both took defensive backs. Denzel Ward, the corner, went to San Francisco. And Minka Fitzpatrick rounding things out in Oakland. EA, when you look at this mock draft, this top ten, how likely do you think this may play out? I think it's conceivable. I don't think it's going to be ten for ten. What the first thing that pops out at you is that this is supposed to be one of the most talented quarterback classes in the last decade or perhaps the last 20 years. And in our mock draft, you have quarterbacks going for the top five selections, including what you mentioned there, Greens, Josh Rosen of UCLA to the New York Jets. Bob Glauber from New York Newsday, he made that selection Mm -hmm. with Baker Mayfield still on the board. So uh, if that were the scenario, it probably does for the Jets comes down to Josh Rosen or Baker Mayfield. Glover is the guy who fell in love with Rosen in Indianapolis at the Combine. He really liked the way he handled himself. And Bob is right about one thing. If you watch this kid in the pocket, he is a really accurate guy. He's got good feet, and he's got tremendous mechanics. And if you just looked at him throw the ball from the pocket, you could make the argument that this guy is the top overall quarterback on the entire board. Most mock drafts have either Josh Rosen or Baker Mayfield right now. There's still a For small, the Jets. To the Jets, yes. yes. There's still a small selection that has Sam Darnold falling to three. But obviously we'll see how this plays out. And I would say Ralph Acchiano is in the minority right now as far as the Giants taking a quarterback because yep. I don't think most people have a beat on the Giants at all because a lot of folks say Saquon Barkley, maybe Bradley Chubb, maybe a trade out there. But Vacchiano went Darnold for the Giants. And that's a scenario we couldn't envision a couple of months ago because the name Josh Allen was not tied to the Browns as much as it has been in recent weeks. He's been a hot name. But what happens to Allen, I would counter that by saying Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland.com had the Browns going Allen number one overall. How far does he fall, conversely, if the Browns don't take him in actuality at number one? I guess this is why everyone loves a draft because it's so unpredictable. But, again, all questions will be answered April 26th. The, the other thing, Greens, since you had that early run at quarterbacks, you had Saquon Barkley going number seven overall mm-hmm. to Tampa Bay. And I think the Buccaneers would, as Scott Smith said, be giddy about that selection. And then I thought it was somewhat of a curveball. A guy I really like, the linebacker out of Georgia, Roquan yeah, Smith, going I, I eight overall to the Bears. What do you think about that? I, I thought that that was, a, like you said, I think it's a curveball because had Quentin Nelson been on the board there, yeah. I think that would have been the selection. But Stephen Holder said, no, 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 no. He's staying in Indianapolis 
So to me, is Roquan Smith there is interesting because right now I, I, the Bears, I would imagine from everything that we were told on, on the phone from Tom Thayer is that they do need a linebacker. And right now it's a question of Roquan Smith versus Tremaine Edmonds out of Virginia Tech. Tremaine Edmonds is a 19-year-old. Yeah. I mean, he's a freak athlete, but Roquan Smith is one of the premier linebackers in the country. So this mock draft, I mean, you call me the mock draft expert of NewYorkJets.com, so I've not seen a mock draft that looks anything like this from 6 to 10. Well, I mean, yeah, there, there's some... you mentioned 10 right there. Is that uh, Dane Brugler it stood out to me when we were talking to him in Indianapolis a few months back. He thought Minka Fitzpatrick was one of the top three or four guys overall yeah. as far as grades are concerned in this draft. And the Raiders probably would be ecstatic if he fell to them at 10. Yeah, his top four, meaning Dane Brugler's top four players, are Chubb, Barkley, Ward, and Fitzpatrick. Or, excuse me, Nelson and Fitzpatrick. Not in any particular order, but it's interesting because the first one of those guys that comes off the board is at number four, and something that Dane Brugler told us in Indianapolis is that there becomes a point when position value matters. And at the top of the draft, when you're a quarterback needy team and you want a signal caller to set you up long-term, this is where position value comes into play. If Josh Allen goes one to Cleveland, then what are the Giants going to do? Because the Giants hold a lot of cards. That's the flashpoint. Mm -hmm. Do they take Darnold, or do they stick with Eli Manning and a developing Davis Webb and add maybe potentially a Saquon Barkley to a talented skill position set that includes Odell Beckham? Evan Ingram, and Sterling Shepard. The one caveat to this whole thing, this mock draft episode, is that we didn't know trades. No. So, so let, you let's can't, say... But I, I, you know, that's very difficult to do. Uh, maybe one year we'll be in position to do it. But uh, uh, I think it's too, way too difficult to do because there's so many teams that would want to get yeah. up to that number two hole. And then, uh, I don't know, I don't want to deal with compensation. So, yeah, but this could happen. But it's more than likely, you're right, Greens. You're probably going to see two, two yeah. to three trades in the top ten, maybe? You're probably seeing something, but whether that's... I know a lot of people like to point to the Giants as the first trade, but it very well could be at four or five, mm-hmm. or you, you keep moving down the list. I feel like a lot of these teams... I think four, face. five, and six are potential yeah. landing spots if you don't see two, because... Cleveland could stay there, but they certainly could get out after grabbing a quarterback at one. They could get out and, and grab some multiple picks because, again, the guy we've talked about a lot in this process is Alvin Kamara, who the Saints grabbed in the third round last year, and this is a deep running back class. I know Mary Kay had the Browns taking Bradley Chubb, and on paper, that's a nice edge duo of Bradley Chubb as a rookie opposite Miles Garrett. That would be pretty scary for opposing offensive linemen. Yeah, and the wild card is Denver because you kind of don't get a feel for them either, even though you were down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, and they had the opportunity to coach both Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield. So what if Allen or Mayfield are there, and what is Elway telling you if he doesn't take one of those guys, if potentially they're still on the board there at five, even after signing Case Keenum, in this exercise, Andrew Mason from DenverBroncos.com was all about Baker Mayfield heading to the Rockies. All questions. I have a 1,000 of them. EA has another 1,000. Everyone has their own set of questions. All of them 
will be answered April 26th, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. when the NFL draft is underway. Again, this four-month stockpile of information and evaluation process is coming to a close here in a couple days. It's an exciting time. So before we head out here on the official Jets podcast, EA, do you have any parting words, anything you want to say? You, I'm, let, the floor is yours. You can go in a number of different directions. I will say that, uh, again, I give McCagnan a lot of credit, Mike McCagnan, the Jets football general manager, for not sitting there at six, for going up the, to number three overall, and the Jets are going to add a very good player there at number three, and let's see how it all unfolds. But, uh, you know, a lot of people are still guessing and trying to connect the dots, and I know a lot of people think they have answers on the outside. We'll see. We'll see. The draft never plays out like you expect it to, which is why it's so exciting. That's all we have here on the official Jets podcast. Eric Allen, Ethan Greenberg, we'll check in with you after the draft.